Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome to episode 523 of Get Paid for Your Pad. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Mr. Eric Muller. And today we are covering the Airbnb 2002 winter release. Everything you as a host have to know about this update. Eric, what's going on, man? Is it cold in California? Are you wearing a hat? I can't, I can't say that. All my friends on the East Coast would kill me if I said it was cold. But, uh, you know, it's getting chilly. It's getting chilly. <laughs> My home area just got hit with a huge snowstorm. And man, I just freaking love being in San Diego. If you guys haven't made it out to San Diego yet, I, I feel like San Diego is like a hidden gem in this country. Like people know of it, but I don't think it's, it's not as, uh, yeah, I just think it's a hidden gem. I think it's a hidden gem for all different reasons, but the weather here is just freaking perfect all year round. I love it. Dude, it's not cold, but it's a beautiful day, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's one of those few places where it's almost like a perfect climate, right? I mean, here in Panama, That's it's right. like, at least it's warm, but it's like, it's, it's so humid. It's tropical, you know? So it's, yeah, it's a little different. Not my weather, man. That was not my weather. I'm a, I'm a mountain man, you know, I'm living at the <laughs> beach, but I'm really a mountain man. So all that humidity and everything else just wasn't it. But yeah. anyway, man, before we dive into, the big Airbnb winter release, which, you know, I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. I think hosts need to understand what's happening because you were just saying before we recorded that these changes are really the host's been speaking up and Airbnb feels like it feels like Airbnb has heard them and now they made some changes that impact the hosts and our businesses, right? But before we dive into that, man, let's dive into a uh, big personal story a big personal milestone why don't you tell everybody what happened was that last weekend yeah it was like that was like no it was like last weekend yeah yeah Just i've been so half freaking ago. busy i've been so freaking busy it's <laughs> unbelievable yeah tell everybody what happened give everybody an update yeah yeah so i actually got married 
which is pretty cool. Hey, <laughs> that's right. You're a um, now. Which, yeah, which is, which is, just, you know, the, the reason why I want to share it is, is like for a number, there's two reasons really. Number one is just want to kind of share the, the experience, but also I actually had a major insight, you know, okay. that, that can be applied to our business. And it's something that we teach in Let's X. And it was just interesting to connect the dots there. But also, you know, the other, the other reason I wanted to share it is because if you would ask most of my friends, like the, I have a lot of friends that I haven't talked to for like a year or two. And they're like shocked because like it's only been the last year and a half or two years that I've really, you know, been thinking about like settling down. So, right. You know, a lot of people it kind of came as a surprise, but no, it was amazing. We had an amazing day. We, we did what's called, I think it's called an elopement. Uh, you heard of that? Elopement. Yeah. Elopement. You got eloped. Yeah. You went to Vegas and got eloped. <laughs> only we fine. did it. In That's what they do in Vegas a lot. Ah, yeah. Well, the funny, the funny part is like, remember when we first bought the Idewald property and we had a couple weddings? We had a couple weddings that were scheduled out That's already, right? right? And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember one of them being a, an allotment, and I remember reading that, and I, I, I was, I was wondering, like, what is that? I thought it was like an engagement or something. Mm. Now that I got married, like somebody reached out to me. It's like, hey, I saw your allotment on Instagram. Like, it's pretty cool. And I was like, oh, so that's an allotment. That's right. Yeah. No real plans. You just dove into it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just, well, you know, we had a, a little bit of time to prep up. We, uh, yeah, we just kind of decided, hey, you know what? Like, let's, let's get married. We both, we both want to get married. Let's just do it here. And it was awesome. But what I want to share is, and by the way, if you want to see some pictures, you can check out my Instagram Jasper Rivers. It's I put quite a lot of pictures on there. So, but what I wanted to share was, you know, one thing I realized is, I like I said, I never really felt like I was going to get married. It's never, it's never really been on my mind until like a year and a half or two years ago or something. I started thinking about it, and then I felt like, well, if I'm going to have a lifelong partner, like what, what do I want that person to? who is that person that I would want to share my life with? Right. And I started writing it down and I started getting really clear on who that person would be. And then I, I made the mental decision that I wasn't going to just, you know, settle down with somebody just settling, you know, just kind of like finding somebody and then just settling down with that person. I was like, if I find this person, then I'm down for it. But if I don't find that person, I'm also I feel fine happy, and I'm happy by myself. I don't need to, I don't need to find this person, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it makes sense. Yes. Okay, good. All right, cool. It makes sense. Awesome. <laughs> so, but here's here's the really funny part, right? As we were having some drinks after the wedding, my girlfriend shared with her friends, and she told me this before, but it, it kind of you know it kind of reminded me where she actually met me on the day that she made that same decision. Mm. Where she was like, she had some some relationships that weren't that great. And she decided, you know what? Like from now on, I'm only going to get involved with the person that has these qualities, that has this mindset, you know, has these values. And she was literally on the beach the day that we met. And she spent the whole day writing all those qualities out and the values. And she got really, really clear on like, you know, who she wanted to be with. And, yep. and it's just the crazy thing is like that, that was the day that we met. Wow. Right? The day that she decided like, okay, I'm not going to settle for anybody unless like, you know, they, the, so she created the vision essentially for her, her future partner. Mm-hmm. And so it just reminded me because, 
you know, this is something that we've been teaching in Legends X in the vision pillar, right? Of like, when you get really clear on what you want, you, and I think there's a, a, this is called like the law of attraction. Yep. You've heard of that, right? Yep. It, it just dawned on me that like, it's the same in like romantic relationships or, your, you know, your personal life or a like business or even like on, as, as an Airbnb host, if you get really clear in your guest avatar, like you're going to attract that person to your properties. And I just started thinking about that. And I thought it was kind of cool that, you know, that that's so connected, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%, man. I, I did the exact same thing when I first decided that, all right, I want to settle down and find a relationship. And I built out what was called my dream queen list when I was living in the entrepreneur house, me and all, all my roommates at the time. And yeah, and I was sharing that. I was sharing that with my friends. And my friend Leon connected me with Samantha, who now is my fiance, right? Based on what I was sharing yeah. with that vision that I created, like the vision of my my life and us running businesses and traveling the world and what the relationship was like. So yeah, man, that's awesome to hear because you know, I've been speaking to a lot of hosts again about our January class, right? And really trying to find the right people for the January class. I've been speaking to all different hosts of all different sizes and it's so rare to find the people who just sit down and, and get real with their vision, right? Most entrepreneurs and people just in life just just attack it and they just go out and they just try to create and develop develop a business. But very few people take the time to sit down and be intentional and develop out that vision. So if it's in your personal life, it's in, in your business, it's everything, man. Like I did that this morning. I mapped out my vision and I got very clear on what I want to do with my my health over the next 12 months in the new year with a nutritionist that I'm working with. Right. And we, she was saying the same thing. You got to see yourself in this position. You got to, you got to see, you got to create a vision of what you want to achieve on your, you know, for me, on my, my health, my body. Right. So that's awesome that you guys did that independently. And now you, you've come together for, for this union. Yep. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's rare to find, people who are super clear about what they want, right? Whether it's in business or yeah. even the you know personal life. And it's, I, I remember like on the day that we met, I remember like thinking like there's a, there's a certain sense of confidence in this person. Yep. You know what I mean? Like a certain, a certain sense of peace. And, and now looking back, I recognize, oh, she, she spent the whole day like focusing on that. And now she's so clear on that, that she has that. And, and it, it was, you know, that was the first thing that attracted me to her. I was like, this woman feels like she knows what she wants. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And, and that's an attractive quality. For sure. Yeah. And didn't one of our students, you were sharing this today, one of our students who's been with us for a while, starting to attract in different owners, right? Into her short-term rental business. And she got very clear on who she wanted to work with and who she didn't want to work with. And she's been saying no to a lot of owners that are coming her way, right? That's coming from a place that you want to share on that a little bit. That's coming from a place of confidence, right? And having a very clear vision of what we are building, what she is building and who she wants to work with. So she has the confidence to say no, because she knows she's going to attract in the right people into her business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's been really cool to follow her story. And she's been with us all the way from the start when we were building the Profit Academy like a couple of years ago, right? So... Yeah, throughout her journey, like she she actually made a mistake a while ago where she added 18 units and then she had to let go of 12 of them. 
because mm. it wasn't the right fit. So, but it's it's something that we see in the Rising Star community, which Rising Stars, all the all the Legends X graduates. What I see is kind of a general theme, is that it's not the it's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is not to find properties. Mm-hmm. The biggest challenge is saying no to opportunities that aren't a good fit. Right. I, that's actually what the biggest the biggest growth that I see like with a lot of our students is actually saying no to the opportunities that are not in alignment with their with the vision of the of the company. Right. Right. So that's right. just interesting to see and that's finally kind of clicked for this person. And yeah, that was awesome to see. It was awesome because it it feels good. It's yeah, same thing. Clarity. Clarity feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I you need it in your business and you know, maybe we'll do a podcast in the next, you know, couple of weeks, kind of updating everybody on, you know, where we're at with our businesses and the challenges behind the scenes of what we're experiencing as leaders and how we're getting through this and the decisions that we're making. But I'm literally, you know, I came to that conclusion today on the Free Wild company, on the Free Wild brand. We have some pretty awesome opportunities to work with some really incredible people and you know, it's it's very difficult to make a decision around who to work with. And everything looks like an opportunity early stages. And literally just walking to the coffee shop and back, just that little break from the computer. And I'm like, okay, I need to make a decision around this one challenge in our business that if once I clear that up as a bottleneck, it's going to free up so many more decisions. Within a five-minute walk to the coffee shop and back, I made a decision of what how we're moving forward on this one thing. And I jumped on a meeting and said, okay, this is what we're doing. This is my clarity. I had no idea if it was going to work or not. But it, as soon as I made that decision, the people that we're working with have so much more clarity now mm-hmm. to, to move forward on, right? Their projects. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is like, it's, you know, again, talking to hosts and just entrepreneurs growing businesses, it's, you know, we get so caught up in all the details or we get so caught up on just moving forward. Everything looks like opportunity. Short-term rental space, we say yes to everyone who's bringing all these new units in. And it's usually the wrong wrong people to work with as owners, if you're in the management side. It's usually properties that we're not really excited about. And because we're not excited about it, it's not that excitement is not being passed on to the, the guests, right? So then we got to work backwards on the whole process. So... But it's all right. I mean, it's a it's a learning process, but you know, that's why we have the Legends X programs to help define that vision. And then once we have the vision, we turn the vision into a machine so we can grow it, right? So that's awesome, man. Well, congrats. Cheers to you and your wife, which is crazy to say. Yeah. For your marriage, that's amazing. Let's dive into the updates, man. Let's let's kind of share with everybody what what's been going on with Airbnb yeah. and you know, want you share with everybody like What you mentioned to me, why these updates, the Airbnb 2022 winter release, why are these updates so unique and important to the host? Yeah. Yeah. So for everybody who's listening, like if you've been on Airbnb for a while, you know that Airbnb often comes out with big updates, right? They had a summer update. They, they had last year, they had a couple updates and usually it's, it's updates that are geared towards both the host and the guest. So like obviously Airbnb gets requests from hosts, but they also get requests from, from guests, right? They, they're wearing two hats as a business, right? They, they want to cater to the host, but also to the guests. And there's always been kind of like a, an idea, I think, amongst hosts that 
that Airbnb was like kind of prioritizing the guest side. Sure. Right. And I think, I think over, over the last like year or so, that's really kind of put some pressure on Airbnb to the point where they were thinking, you know, okay, we really need to like start focusing on the host more. And so it's really interesting to me that now they came out with an update that's basically 10 updates and they're all, they're all coming from the host side. They're all things that hosts have been requesting to, especially to Brian Chesky on Twitter, because he always goes on Twitter asking for feedback, right? Because these are all, these are all things that guests have been either complaining or, or asking about. So what's also interesting is that they, they came out with this pricing update a couple of weeks ago. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That was more of a guest facing thing, right? Where the guests are now going to see the total price versus like sure. the nightly price in the search results. So that was also interesting to see that like he kind of, you know, put out the, the, the one guest update that they had. They yeah. kind of put that out two weeks before the host update. So they just really make it a point of like, Hey, this update is purely for the host, right? I think to shape up that image a little bit of like, Hey, we are here for the host as well as the guest, right? We're not just here for the guest. So it's a really exciting update because there are some there are some major updates for for us as hosts that are really going to have an impact on the yeah. hosting experience. I think so. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts kind of on, on this update, like kind of high level? Yeah, I mean, you know, I agree with what you're saying. It's pretty cool that you know they're focused on the host side. Obviously, they're making it easier. And let's let's break this down. I want to I want to get your you know the top three that you're focused on that that excites you the most for the hosting community. But it seems like they're just trying to make it easier for people to become Airbnb hosts, which they always need that. If you can make it have less friction for somebody to get on your platform and list the property, that's great. It's cool, you know, how they compare you with an existing host to help you do the onboarding side, right? I don't think it solves the challenge of the hospitality and hosting side. But I, I like the idea that they're looking to continue to lean into their community to support new members coming on. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. I know they've had that for a while now for their Lux, you know, host, but now it's cool that, you know, everyone has access to that. So, you know, what are a few of these updates that excite you the most for the hosting community? Yeah, I mean, there are 10 updates. You can kind of break it down into two categories, I'd say. Number one is the safety side. So they're trying to make hosting safer for us as hosts. They've expanded the air cover, which is the kind of like their insurance, right? They're now, yeah, they're now covering damages of up to 3 million, but also they, they are now covering different types of damages. For example, pet damage. That's something that they didn't cover before. They're covering auto boat damage, deep cleanings even. So if a guest like messes up your carpet, you can now go to Airbnb and say like, hey, I got to hire a professional to clean this carpet. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. We'll have to see like how the, how the execution side is going to be, but they also made it easier for us to file damages. Right. So the process, and that's been a big complaint from a lot of hosts always have been like, yeah, there's this, the Airbnb guarantee, right? That's now called air cover. But like, it's such a pain in the butt to actually go through the process and get your money that it's, you know, it's almost not worth it. Yeah. But now they're making it a lot simpler. So, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out, but at least that sounds promising. The one that I find really interesting is the income loss. So it says here, by the way, if you guys want to read these updates, airbnb.com slash 20 
2022-winter. So 2022-winter. What I find really interesting is the income loss. If you have to cancel Airbnb bookings due to guest damage, you'll be compensated for the loss of income. Now, this is something that, you know, that's something that our insurance companies and proper insurance, you know, one of the leading short-term rental insurance companies in, in the country, in the world, they always had something like that in place. If you had to, if you lost income due to short-term rental related issues, whatever it is, you were protected. I'm really curious to see how this works out with Airbnb. I see the deep cleaning side and the the income loss side. I really do see the list it and forget it host really leaning into that to try to squeeze it for as much as possible. But for the ones that are are real, you know, like the time that I had four high schools throw a big ass party in my one of my properties, and we had to shut down for two and a half weeks to clean up and lawsuits and police and the whole thing, we lost money then, right? And it's like, at that time, we didn't really have that the insurance in place. If Airbnb was able to cover that because it was due to an Airbnb guest, I mean, that's beautiful, right? That's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing for them to to lean into. But we'll see, man. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of these updates are very straightforward, Right. For example, there's a, there's an up update on the payments, right? Where you can actually, you can get paid out 30 minutes after the booking right. takes place, right? You pay that's one, one awesome. and a half percent fee, but you know, that's like very straightforward. When it comes to the air cover, you know, we're, we're going to, it all depends on how to execute on it. Right. So we'll have to see, but yeah, that's, that's one big part of it is, is the air cover or making it safer to host an Airbnb. There's a new guest identity verification process as well, where it sounds like they're going to double check. They're going to take data from guests and actually do background, some sort of background verification checks. Sure. They're going to do, they have a new guest uh, reservation screening system where they actually might block a guest from booking your Airbnb if they think it, there's a high, it's a high risk guest. So that's that's interesting as well. So they it's clear it to me that they're you know with this update they're really focusing on safety, right? And building trust with the host, making Airbnb safer for hosts. So yeah, I'm curious how auto host, you know, feedback from auto host on the guest identity verification, right? It's like you would assume Airbnb is doing that in the first place, but I'm curious what the levels are. So and if you guys don't know AutoHost is a company that you know we're, we're truly aligned with that that we use and we recommend to every host, especially every host at scale, that do the identity verifications, but in a very specific way, right? That yeah. go really, really deep. So that's cool that Airbnb is doing that, bringing that to their platform. Yeah, yeah. And then the second second kind of category that where they're making updates is the is the Airbnb categories. Sure. Right? That's something that they introduced in the summer. And the biggest complaint from hosts was that you you couldn't really see like what category you were in. Yep. Right. So it was very unclear to hosts, like, hey, you know, there's I have a pool, but am I in the amazing pool category? Right. Or and if I'm not in that category, how do I actually get into that category? Right. So so they made some updates where that's more transparent. So hosts are actually going to be able to view which category their home is in. And they can also add category specific details to their listing. So Airbnb is going to give us some guidance on like, hey, 
you know, we'll ask you some questions and then you answer those questions. And based on that, they're going to decide what category you're in. And that's going to be, it's going to be more transparent on the host side. So I think that's a, that's a big improvement. That's a big frustration amongst the hosts. I could, I could tell from, you know, students in our, in our communities, they've mentioned that quite a few times, but then also they're introducing a number of new categories, six new categories in total, mm-hmm. which I think, and I'll name them out now. It's like, it's new. Top of the world, adapted, play, Hanuk, Hanuk. I think that's a Korean thing. Hanuk. <laughs> yeah. And then it's trending. Trending. Now, okay. yeah, trending. So those those are interesting categories, especially the new category. And I think it's I think a listing is going to be qualified as new for like 10 weeks. So that's quite a bit of time where you get some extra cool. additional visibility. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Top of the world. I love that one. Because I love views and mountain. Well, you're a mountain man, you said. So yeah, you just yeah, like that's right. One. That's right. My <laughs> only concern, my only concern with the category side is visibility of the listings, and then number two is being overwhelmed with the amount of categories, right? So it's like the challenge of understanding where to put your property is one thing. Number two is like where to search for properties is another. And then number three is just being overwhelmed with options and all of that. So I really hope this doesn't get to a place where it's just like shiny object syndrome 101, where it's just like you're bouncing all over the place. But I do like it. I like that they're they're featuring new properties, right? For 10 weeks, really just kind of bump the, the units up, which is great. So we'll see. I mean, we, you know, once we once we launch our units, they're gonna be on the tiny home side. Right. If we build the A frames, we're gonna have the A frame side. We'll play with them. We'll see how how they work out. I love the idea as a as a traveler, but I am concerned that it's gonna be mm-hmm. overwhelming on the platform. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's still it's still not decided whether these categories are even gonna stay on Airbnb in the long term. Right. I feel like it's you know it's only it's been it hasn't been that much time. So yeah, I I hear you on that. We'll see if it actually it turns into a success. Right. But I do like some of these new categories for sure. Yeah. I want to go back to one thing that you just mentioned, kind of glossed over it, which I think is pretty powerful feature that they're doing here is the 30-day payout. Where are the details? So introducing FastPay, hosts can now choose to receive payouts to their debit card in 30 minutes or less available in the, the US only. First off, as a business play, I think that's a great idea for them because, you know, more fees on on, you know, on top of this booking, which is great. So, w- would you say it is 1.5%? Yes, as a host, you pay 1.5% and then they they will pay you the money within 30 minutes. That's incredible. I and the yeah. reason why I like that idea is cash is king, right? So, as a growing short-term rental host, is as we're getting these bookings coming in, if we can get that cash out to reinvest back into our team or another unit or whatever we have to do. We're now funding our the growth of our business a lot faster. Yes, we're yeah. paying more fees on that, but it's like, man, for us to wait the additional time to receive that money, you know, it's fine. It's great. It's the way that we're doing business now. But if we can leverage that and get cash now, that's freaking incredible because now that we're we're building up on this, we get pro- if we can get money within 30 minutes to reinvest into something. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, is there some interesting 
consequences of this of this fast pay policy, right? Because if you think about it, let's say let's say you have a booking that's like two weeks out. Now you're paying a one and a half percent interest essentially for that two week period, which is that's quite mm. expensive to pay one and a half percent just to get your money two weeks early. But if you get a booking like a year out, now that's very cheap, right? To get the money a year in advance for one and a half percent. Do That's they show very, that detail? So, so they're saying that they will send out money based on the booking, not on the guest taking possession of the property. Yeah, that's what they, they're saying. You, you can get, you'll get the pay, the payout in thirty minutes or less, regardless um, of when the booking is. That's my well, that's my understanding, unless I understood it incorrectly. But interesting. Let's, uh, let's yeah, let's double check that. Yeah, let's look into that because I'm assuming what that means is once the guest checks into the property, you can get that money sent to you within 30 minutes, which to me is, I I love that idea. But if you're saying that I can pre-book my property for a year and get all that cash sent to me as the bookings are coming in at a 1.5% rate, I'm doing that all day long, man. We're going (laughs) to, you know what I'm saying? Because now like when you're in that growth position, you could reinvest that cash very, very quickly. But my gut is telling me, and I just don't have the details. So we're going to look this up and verify, guys. But my gut is telling me that this means that once they book it, once they check into the property, they release the funds. Yeah. Cause, cause all, you know, the way it used to be is that you get the money a day after check in. Sure. So now if it's like, if it's 30 minutes after check in, that only saves a day. I mean, I don't see the point of paying it at one and a half percent. So I'm assuming it's like you get the money when the, when you when the booking comes in, because that's when the guest actually pays the money to Airbnb, right? Let's verify, man. Let's verify. This is where we need right. a Jamie. We need a Jamie. Do you watch Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is where we need a Jamie. We need a a Googler, professional Googler. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually looking it up right now. But anyway, I mean, if what they're saying is like, oh, instead of like waiting 24 hours, you can get now in 30 minutes, and you pay one and a half percent. That to me is like that's has no value. I mean, yeah, right. Why would you pay one and a half percent of that's the a good point. value to get one day, one day earlier your money? I mean, it doesn't help at all. Right. That's a good point. I can't imagine. So, let's verify this because I can't imagine that they are sending you money at the place of booking. Yeah, especially if it's yeah. that far out. We'll double check that. Maybe, uh, maybe what I'm assuming is a is a little bit too. <laughs> You know, it would be kind of too nice, but but yeah, we'll verify that. But let's go into some of the other updates because there's a couple there's a couple other ones that are pretty interesting. Okay, number one is, and this is something that I think hosts are going to be very happy with, is Airbnb is now going to offer retaliatory review protection. So what that means is, you know how like a lot of hosts feel like they they get like a bad review and they feel like it's it's not really accurate, mm-hmm. but like you know there was a challenge during the stay or something, right? And then you can contact Airbnb and say like, hey, this review isn't fair, right? And and you can ask them to remove it, but that's been very challenging. Like it's very rare that Airbnb I'm, would actually do that. I've never had that happen. I've had I've had some hosts leave some really crazy reviews and even though that they, they agree the the agent agrees that the host is off site they won't remove it and I've never had them remove anything from my properties before yeah so now what what 
Airbnb is promising is that they've expanded the the reasons that a review can be disputed. And they also allow hosts to request removal of any unfair review in the in their history as well. So it's like it's not just the reviews that we're getting in the future, but even we can now go back into our Airbnb listing and see if there's any reviews that we feel like are unfair. And reach out to Airbnb and ask them to remove it. And they're saying that now they're going to be a lot more responsive to those type of requests. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Someone's skeptical. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> skeptical about that because that just opens up a customer service nightmare for them, right? Yeah. And uh, I think they should be very, very strict on removing things. And of course, they have their guidelines, right? If it's threatening, if, if they're using curse words, things like that. They'll remove that for sure. But I'm really curious at what level will they re- remove these? I, I just don't have faith in that, but I'm, I, I really, I'll think positive and hope that they have a new system on how to remove it because I could see that becoming yeah. a customer service nightmare for them. Well, they're kind of, you know, they, they have to be careful with, with making these type of updates if they're not actually, if it's not going to be valuable for the host, you know, because otherwise they're going to lose the trust of, of the host community. Right. And then this whole update is going to backfire on them, right? The whole, idea, the whole idea behind this update is them showing like that they care about the host and that they want to make our lives easier and, and make the platform fairer to hosts. So yeah, if they make us, how do you call that? Like make us happy with a, with a dead bird? What? Something like that. Isn't that an expression? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. <laughs> We're going to have a podcast with just your expressions that you come up with. Wait, what'd I you say the other day? We're going to kill three flies with a stone? What'd you with say? a bear, no? With a bear, yeah. What? what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I have no idea, dude. It's funny because like, you know, and we in Holland, we have a lot of expressions. And then I don't know if I translate it directly to English. I don't know if it's an expression... In, in your country, you know? And so like it's, so what we say is like, you make somebody happy with a dead bird. And what it means is like, you, you, you say you promise something, but then it's really, it doesn't have any value. Okay. No, I mean, that doesn't translate well here, but that's fine. <laughs> if you, if you try to make someone happy with a dead bird, that would be very depressing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's why, that's why we say that, right? It's like that. And this would be an example of that. If every me says like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to allow you to remove unfair reviews. And then it turns out that, you know, they maybe add like one extra reason and it's still almost impossible to do it. You know, it's like you're promising something, but you're not really not delivering on it. I see. Yeah. 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 So my point is they, they can't do that. You know, they can't really do that too often because then like, right. they're going to sure. lose trust, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, even just the fact that they have this in place is positive. So that's great, man. I mean, you know, all of this is coming down to Airbnb, you know, hopefully listening to the hosts and moving forward. The platform is growing, but they also are getting more and more competition in the space, direct bookings, you know, bigger companies are understanding marketing. So they, they do have... They do have a challenge of understanding how to make, you know, the the mom and pop host, the stage one traditional host. I think all of these are great. There's no red flags here for me. I think all of them are positive, you know, but as you start growing up the five stages of hosting, right? And you get to the hectic coach, you get to the rising star, you get to the legend. 
you know, a lot of these at the end of the day, I just don't know how they'll truly impact us as a business as a whole. But it's good to see that they're they're trying, you know, they're leaning towards like building a deeper relationship with hosts. We'll see how it all works out. We need to do more research on this, this fast pay thing, because now that I'm diving deeper into it, there's a lot of details around it. Still hasn't gotten clear on exactly what they're sending out. But honestly, man, like from what I'm picking up here, this it's the way that they pay now, right? Just to jump back to this, it's the way that they pay now. As soon as the guest checks in, they send out the money. You know, usually it'll take X amount of days to hit your bank account, right? Once they send it. But this is more of like, hey, we're going to direct deposit onto your debit card within 30 minutes, right? Is that worth 1.5%? It depends. I mean, there's a maximum price here that they're saying is $15 maximum price or fee, yeah, so I should say. To, to me, that that is, I'm reading it now too. So, uh, to me, that's a dead bird. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? That That is like trying to make somebody happy with dead bird. It's like, come on, you get your money a day early. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I mean, if, if you're sending it out to your bank accounts, right, it can take multiple days, especially if it's on a weekend, it can take multiple days to hit your account, right, to be available. Even though they process it and they send it out, what this is saying is that it's just like uh, Venmo, right? Like you send it, it's on your Venmo account or your debit card, right? Like you have access to it immediately. So that's kind of like where my mindset's at with this. It might make sense. Listen, man, like if we have a ton of bookings and we have a ton of cash, sitting there and we want to go show money in a bank account now, whatever it is, or we want to use that money to go and acquire another property, we may be able to to leverage that. Doesn't Mm. make sense. Who knows? But it's not a full 1.5% on the total amount. It's capped at $15. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'd pay 15 bucks to get my cash sent to me immediately. So I'm in control of it. Right? It's like, I won't do it all the time. But I might do it if we need a cash injection into the company as fast as possible. So, well, you know, this opens up another question, which is, is this, can you choose this per booking or is this a setting that you have to, that's going to be global for all of your bookings in your account? Because I can see that, I can see that there might be situations, specific situations where we want to do that. For example, you know, let's say like our Christmas bookings. Yeah. Right. Over Christmas, it might take like three or four days before the exactly. money hits the account. Right. And then exactly. if we, yeah, if we have like, if we need a little extra cash flow for something, then I could, I could see that. Yeah. But on a global basis, I mean, but also, also look hmm. at this, right? For the hectic host, the side hustle host, the traditional host, it's like for a lot of people, this is how they pay their bills. This is how they eat. Right. So to wait days, to get paid, even if it's three or five days, whatever it is for to clear your bank account, this option puts the money on your debit card within 30 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So is it worth it for people to pay 15 bucks to have a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars of their money put onto their debit card within 30 minutes? It's like, yeah, that might make sense because then they can, you know, eat that night or whatever it is. So I like the yeah. idea. Obviously, it's a major play on their side to earn more fees. I get it. There is a benefit for the host. But at the end of the day, I mean, they've made so much money in this company by controlling the income, by being the merchant, right? Mm-hmm. Between the host and the guest. So this is just an additional way to add more fees on top of that. So yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see how all this plays out. 
Awesome, bro. Any other updates that the host should know about or be excited about? No, I mean, this is pretty much the majority of this. A couple small things like they're going to update the reviews so guests and hosts can add tags to reviews to provide more specific details about a stay. For example, you can put the tag like, you know, the guest checked out late or, you know, guest did this or did that. So that could be helpful. I don't think it's a major, it's going to be a major impact though. They added something that's called ground rules for guests, where basically they say it's like stronger accountability on on the guest and help helps to ensure that guests treat their home our homes with, with care and respect. It's a bit vague, like I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. Or they already have this thing where guests need to agree to the house rules for the book. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna have a major impact. But yeah, I think all in all. With the changes to air cover, with the changes to the categories, the, tele- the retaliatory review protection and fast pay, that's you know there's there's quite a quite a bit in here for the host that changes. I'd say. All right, we'll see. Um, and one thing, one thing to say is also is that these changes, most of these changes, go into effect in January, mm. right? So if you go to Airbnb, you're not going to see it for a while, and also they will be rolled out in you know, from market to market. So like if you're, you know, depending on what market you're in, it might take a while for you to see this. And then last but not least, you know, because of all these updates, I went into our Airbnb listings and I I just noticed that they've added a lot of new things where you can provide information to the guests. So I was was just going to recommend everybody who's listening. Like if you haven't looked at your Airbnb listing for like a week or two, just go in there and, and click on your listing, but also Go to there's there's an update button. Once you go to listings, you'll see there's it says update. But you can you can also click on the actual listing. On both sides, there there's a few extra things where we can provide some info. Like for example, like the the size of our home, like the square footage. Oh, cool. um, you can add details to the what type of TV you have and what streaming services you have. So I would just recommend everybody you know go into your listing and make sure you've updated everything because I'm pretty sure that that's gonna help you rank better in the in the search results. That's right. Yeah. Airbnb absolutely loves it when when something when people actually use these updates. Right. So like exactly. that's a that that's a great little tip of like just making sure that you dive in there and you're you're utilizing these as best as you can because they're gonna the algorithm is gonna push you to the top, kind of spotlight you in a bit. So yep. awesome man. I love it. Hopefully this is a positive for most hosts and love to hear from anyone who actually uses the fast bay. Let us know, you know, who's right here. Is it Jasper or Eric with their assumptions? Is it a dead bird or not? And I think it's a dead bird. I think, I think it's a dead bird. I'm already, I'm already, I've already lost hope. I was like, wow, this is cool. Like you get a booking a year out and you get your money now. Like there's no amazing. way, dude. Would you do that? Would you do that if you were at Airbnb? I would do it. I'm a nice person. You, know? you are a nice person. Do that. But but listen, man, I wouldn't do that. I'm a nice person too, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's a lot of money and a lot of cancellations. But it's a little bit too, bit too good to be true, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Unless it was a loan, right? Like that'd be cool if they canceled a pay percentage. But the, you know what? There there are actually companies. There's a company called Payfully, and I'm not sure if they're still in operation, but that was actually their business model of so. like, well, they might go out of business, but they would pay you the, sure. uh, the booking up front, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, Derek and Brittany oh, from Nectar. Uh, my, Nectar. Yeah. My Nectar. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Nectar does the same, right? They look at your yeah. projections and where you're at and they'll lend to you based on your projections of your business, right? Yeah. So that's a great way to scale your business to get, you know, if you're an arbitrage company to get more listings, which we should do arbitrage podcast soon because I am not a fan of that model anymore. It's been, you know, slowly ticking down and now going into the economy that we're in. I'm just not a fan of that anymore. But anyway, if you're in that model, you can leverage with Nectar, you can leverage your income to to expand and get more listings. If you're an investor, you can do the same to to purchase or you can get the cash to invest into marketing, your team, sales, whatever it is. So check those guys out if you haven't haven't checked them out. But awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me the the opportunity to learn about dead birds and Airbnb updates. Welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome, man. I'm excited for the episode where we just talk about expressions for like half an hour. (laughs) Let's do it, bro. All right, y'all. Thanks. Thanks so much. And thanks for everybody who is listening. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well. Give us a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel and have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on airbnb so every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon.